Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's cup of Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different lessons. <laughs> Keep it in. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. A couple of different I lessons. Think, I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> but I say keep it in if it was that LOL. A couple of different lessons is very funny for some reason. I was going to say it was really going to be a couple of different listeners. <laughs> We answer a couple of different <laughs> listeners, which isn't wrong. We're not answering lessons. We're giving lessons in <laughs> broadcasting 101. He is out of his mind. So that should tell you what's going on. We're recording this on Saturday morning because we were supposed to do it yesterday. But of course, we did some picketing. And after I stand in the sun for two hours, Jesus. I am spent. It's I awful. Mean, what is it I like? don't know how my ancestors toiled. I don't know how my ancestors toiled. And my ass part nigeria part detroit can't even walk in 90 degree heat for two hours <laughs> i even had my new wide brim hat i don't even know the width of myself in the hat kept knocking into signs <laughs> but i thought okay i got my coverage and i said oh no i can't live this way you're the width of king bowser from super mario brothers that's insulting just your i hat. know bowser is like a giant creature just your hat you and yourself you know, Yourself as petite <laughs> as well, no, Princess Peach. Well, don't lie now. <laughs> don't you? Don't you tell lies now. <laughs> um, petite as Toad. As petite as Toad. Thanks, Andy. We're already off the rails. <laughs> we, we were. I gotta say, picketing in this heat is really destroying our brains and destroying our ability to do anything besides afterwards slug around like literally pick it and then i come home and then i gotta lay down for like the rest of the day i had a headache i tried to make my own knockoff gatorade by putting lemon and a pinch of salt <laughs> in my water because apparently i need to replenish my electrolytes that's why my head hurts allegedly so i was trying to do that like i had a headache all day long even after taking two advil there was a thread on twitter that was like here's how you can 
I don't know what I, the exact phrasing. Expand your heat capacity. Build your heat tolerance. Heat toler- build your heat tolerance. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so much work. I would <laughs> rather I would rather get heat stroke than have to spend all because every day you have to like go for an hour into like a sauna or something like it that. It wasn't an hour. It was like it was like either a sauna or uh, your bathtub heated to 103 degrees. Something where I was like, okay, I don't even know how to take the bath water temperature. I said, I'm not going to be doing this on a daily basis. I understand that there are scenarios in which you do need to build up that tolerance, right? You know, you've decided to move to Arizona for some reason and want to, you know, keep up your long distance running or whatever it is. Sure, sure. But, you know, I don't know if I want to get too used to this. Mm -mm. I don't know if I want to get too used (laughs) to this. But also, I can't even hang that long. So it's like really bad. Andy, how are you doing emotionally? Emotionally? I think I'm okay this morning. You know, yeah. it's been a pretty chill morning. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little cereal, a little reading. Mm-hmm. We're going to go and record an episode of I Said No Gifts. Yes. With friend of the show, Bridger Weiniger. So I suppose look for that in the future. Well, sure, look for it. But just letting you know where, you're, where we're at. It's very exciting. Can I just say, I revolutionized my... I don't even know what I want to say. I've revolutionized my life. <laughs> Let's Ooh, say this. Wow. Okay. That sounds huge. Too Where strong. Was I? Where too was I? strong a statement. Okay. However, <laughs> I don't know a skinnier way to say that, which is, so I have a little easy chair. Mm. I now have a little side table where all my books are and I have a reading lamp. Yes, you do. Yes, and you do. So I've been trying to read more, you know, since moving to Los Angeles six years ago, my reading has taken a plunge Mm -hmm. because I'm not on the subway anymore. Right. 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 That's where I did a lot of my reading. And it's tough. I don't know. Sitting on the couch. You're on the couch. There's something about the couch that makes you want to watch TV. (laughs) Okay. So not, you know, I need a comfortable place where I can't fall asleep. And the easy chair, which does not let me lie down. Right. Right. You know, is perfect. And I'm just getting a lot of reading done. They're not great books, but I am getting a lot of reading done. Well, this is exciting. I do want to say it's not an easy chair. I believe easy chair reclines. Oh. That's part of the ease of it. Oh. So this is just a chair. Okay? It's a difficult chair. It's a, it is a difficult chair, but it is. I did get it for Andy for his birthday a year ago, Something two like Februarys that. ago, because he obviously he wanted a side chair, you know. And Oh, I need is, a side chair for my, I got my main chair and I got my side chair. <laughs> okay, you goon. Um, and I will say it is comfortable, but it does. Yes. It forces you to sit up, right? It forces you to focus. You can't really pass out in it. No, you can't. It's not. I, I have tried to take naps in it before you like swing one leg up over the side <laughs> and you're kind of just like in this weird kind of like creatural position. Creatural. I've decided to just go with whatever my, my, my heat and sleep addled brain yeah. decides to throw into my consciousness. Sure. And I'm like, sure. these are fun word choices. Hey, you know, I'd just be saying stuff. So I'm here for just a word as a creature all we're into it. I'm like, I was thinking, like, has, I was worried, like, maybe COVID, like, mushed all my brain cells together mm-hmm. when I had it last year. And then I'm like, no, I think I'm just like this. And that, you know, I used to ha- talk with, like, a lot of pauses. Or I still do. You, I was going to say used to. <laughs> as I'm, like, coming up with the perfect word for whatever I'm, and I'm just like, fuck it. Just, like, say whatever word comes to your brain and will run with it yeah. yeah 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 no absolutely it's you know no COVID has not done that to you <laughs> i've always said that you know i was like oh when we when, you know when we're elderly i'm not gonna know when you've gotten dementia no i'm not gonna know if the dementia the alzheimer's hits because i'm like honey he's been quoting movies i've never seen 
all the years I've known him. Okay? He's been taking a long time between sentences. Andy and I will be like in an argument and it'll just be like a long pause. And there's time where I'm like, should I just get up and leave? <laughs> where I'm like, okay, he finding it, but I got to sit here and watch. I got to sit here and watch. But then it's like, you don't want to be rude. So it's like, I know this is a pause and I know this isn't the end of the conversation, but also I am very bored. It's so, so funny though. Like, that it's so tough. That you don't know if I'm quoting a fake film or an art film. You're like, is Zed in Two Knots a real film, or is that something he made up? Absolutely. You're gonna have to have when we're older. You're gonna have to have IMDb open all the time to see if like I'm losing it. You're like, no, wait, that's a no, that's a Criterion Collection film. <laughs> that's all right, an that's a real film. one. That's an that's actual film. That's a real film. One. He didn't make it up. No, that's a European art house film. All right, we got it. Well, how I'm doing emotionally is, <laughs> you know, I'm just. Isn't it so hard to like function? in a world that doesn't care whether you live or die is anybody else just so just like really depleted by this information between the fact that you know nobody cares about covid a vascular disease known to cause long-term disability in hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> no one cares okay. uh, millions we can i mean it up I, again thing. i'm always trying to be conservative i'm like yes millions of people no i think that's you know there. if not you know death uh you know higher instances of stroke and heart attack and all these things no one cares no one cares we're just we're just walking into theaters uh windowless uh spaces with uh just raw dog raw face no one cares uh so that's sad it makes me sad when people don't care whether themselves or the people around them Live or die. I think even themselves, I'm like, wow, you don't care about your life? Shit. And it's funny because I got low self-esteem. So how am I the only bitch out here caring about my life? I mean, I didn't think I would be the last one standing you given have, that. You have just enough spoons to care about your own life. It's like life. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The way I've been the whole time, you would think I would have been the first to say, take me now. And here I am still trying to live. And it's like, this don't even add the fuck up. So between that and this ongoing strike where, you know, everyone is, like, loving to do the math. Everyone loves to do the math on social media of, like, how, you know, this would cost 0.0004% of Apple's revenues to pay their share of what writers and actors are asking for. It will cost Paramount 0.002% of their revenues to pay actors and writers. You know, you see these tiny microscopic numbers that would add up to real change in uh, our lives in in thousands hundreds of thousands of lives and to see that you know when i say hundreds of thousands the number of people in sag the number of people in wga and then what that could mean for all the other below the line workers IATSE yeah. and hair and makeup like and yeah they're in, in IATSE, but like everybody where you're like okay like so you see that and you see like the unwillingness to do that and it's so hard you know to be creative or say i've got an idea like it feels so silly to be like i got an idea for a tv show now oh not now honey because even if you sold it they give you a dollar fifty and say write it by yourself with <laughs> a quarter of a writer okay and a chat bot okay like these it's it feels very hard to you know because yes people say we will win we will win you know this negotiation look we're not gonna get everything there's no way but I don't we will know. get a lot of the things we're asking for. And even and even so, you know, the same way, you know, the article went around. I'm sure a lot of people, even if you were in the business, uh, heard, you know, the article where an unnamed executive was like, yeah, the goal is to make this last till October when they're out of their homes and 
you know, can't afford their rents and yes. stuff. They essentially said, we want to make the riders homeless. We want to take away their apartments and their houses. Right. And then they'll come crawling back to us. And they'll take whatever we give them. And then they were like, and we want to eat their bones. So. And so when you see that out there, it's hard to like walk into meetings and try to pitch stuff on the other side of this. Like, it's like. <laughs> Somebody out here, many of people, because I heard that on the lines well before it came out in this article where they're like, oh, they want to break the union. They want to have this go as long as possible, especially because the streamers just have content anyway, where it's like, oh, so y'all really out here trying to say, let a bitch be homeless and toothless. They said, let a bitch be dead on the street. And it's so hard to create and feel excited and feel like you have any kind of. I don't know. Is anybody on your side? You know, I'm already like, I don't believe agents and managers because it's like, you chose to be a middleman. Okay. Um, I already don't believe. And so then it's like, y'all want me to be out here on the street homeless? And then I got to go pitch you an idea when it's all said and done? When it's all said and done, I got to give you some ideas. I got this great idea for a reality show. It's called Baby Milfs. Okay. Go ahead. So, <laughs> okay. Are the, are the milfs, so wait, are the milfs, are they mothers of babies or are the, are the babies the milfs? <laughs> the babies are the milfs. No, oh, so it's like, God, no. It's actually no, a cartoon. No. It's actually a cartoon, like Muppet Babies. Okay. This is okay. baby milfs, okay? okay? So it's a bunch of milfs who are now babies. And so, like, voiced by famous milfs. <laughs> voiced a by cartoon. famous milfs, yes. <laughs> So anyway, that's just where I'm at. I'm just really just out here on Struggle Street. I do like how the Netflix <laughs> algorithm, supposedly, th now this is the algorithm that they base all their business decisions on, right? They are just like, you know, it's perfect. You know, they, they know exactly what viewers want. Correct, right? That's, what, that's supposedly what's touted. Yeah. They are constantly sending me emails it's like we have a movie you, we, you might like and it's like the diarrhea twins and i'm like why would i what about my viewing habits what about my viewing habits watching you know weird comedies like i think you should leave or, oh that's why you got diarrhea twins you watching i think you should leave no, no, they know you love diarrhea. diarrhea twins is a reality show where they have <laughs> twins and they feed them laxatives okay okay and then the first one to, to run to the toilet. The first one to run to the toilet loses. Yep. And then the other one gets to murder that one and uh, be the only one. Okay. Fun, fun, fun. That's an international co-production. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Of course. Uh, and yeah, of course, because you have to do it. You can't murder someone in America. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, you can if you're a cop, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like you can't just. Yeah. Otherwise. So, but like this, the we're, we're, like the people we're negotiating with not only want us, uh, want to, uh, have us toothless and boneless. <laughs> huh? Toothless and boneless. But like the stuff that they're touting isn't even like, I'm like, we're negotiating with you and you're not even like on the up and up about anything. Uh-huh. 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 It's all a lie. Is mm -hmm. that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. You're not on the up and up about anything. Mm -hmm. You want to parse that? Creaturely. Okay, um, you know what? It doesn't feel like the right time, but in every intro we do it, we do have a Patreon. <laughs> okay? We do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Two bonus episodes a month. We are late in July. Okay? We're going to bring you. We're going to bring you something in July. And you're going to do some stand-up. I'm also wondering, can I just start going on Patreon and just doing like 10-minute sets? Yeah. Just Wait, like making an episode of a t like a 10-minute, like for Patreon, you get like a 10-minute whatever I'm talking about. Yeah. This week, and I just like run the clock for ten minutes, and I just talk the whole time. Yes. Okay, so that's gonna be on Patreon. Those yeah. are gonna be things we're gonna be bringing. To I would the page. love for you to do that. Ten minute things where I just get to the microphone and I go, you know what? Let me tell you. 
We'll make a, we'll make them little bonus episodes. They ain't bonus. They part of the page. But I mean, in the in the scheme of the numbering. <laughs> okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. So not a patron, not a numbered episode. No. Well, look, Naomi, I am I am a white man who likes comic books. So numbering is very important to me. I understand. I understand. Okay, we'll have to keep it. We'll have to keep it properly numbered. <laughs> well, anyway, so I'll be up there doing that. I think that's going to be a new thing to do because I don't leave the house and I'm mad at everybody. So <laughs> where else can I put it? But on a page. Okay. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. And Na- what else, Naomi? There's, you know, that first comment contest that we did yeah. was so fun. It was so fun. Oh, my God. We were reading. We read them all uh, personally. We read some of them on the show, and we want to bring it back. We need the joy, okay? We need to hear from you. So this one, Andy, break it down. Okay. So Mimi, our booker, has been suggesting this for a while, and I really like it. We want to do a comment contest in which you go on iTunes, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Now I keep uh, calling it iTunes. No, it's it was... okay. You're right. I, look, I call it HBO Max. <laughs> you think I'm going to change? It's iTunes. So okay, so you go on there. You give us five stars, five stars only. Yes, a five star review, and then in the review. Give us a wedding horror story, whether it's one you attended, one you were part of. Yes. Your own. Your own. I mean, you know, summer can be wedding season, honey. Summer into fall. I want to hear it. Let's think back to some dark times. You know something has happened with a bridesmaid, with a groomsman, honey. Something happened with a mama. An auntie got too drunk. Somebody did something wild. Or maybe you were a person who did something wild. That's also in play here. Maybe you were like, I went to a wedding and I acted a fool. Put that there fireworks on the dance floor and that was a bad idea that was a bad idea it was tented it was a, there was a horrible blaze okay so again that- you never want to hear the, the, the words beautiful wedding and horrible blaze <laughs> in proximity to each other we're gonna be doing this for i think the next month we'll say the next let's say month of, uh, let's, let's, end of august end of aug Eh. Well, the point is, I want you putting them up now. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing. I want now. you thinking like it's about now, like starting now when and, the app drops. Okay. And the prize this time is, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but we've been trying to get <laughs> couples therapy butt plugs made, mm-hmm. and we have a prototype. We have a prototype. The prototype will be the prize. The prize is the prototype. It could be. This could be the only one in existence. Right. Right. This could really appreciate in value. Okay. You might you might want to bequeath this to yes. your offspring whether when you, it's all said and done. Whether you want to actually use it or whether you just want to put it on your mantle. It comes in a luxurious white velvet pouch. <laughs> it's luxurious. So that that's I mean, this is a big item. This is a big get, you guys. The one and only couples therapy Possibly, unless, butt plug prototype. Unless we can figure out how to actually make them. Yeah, we have not figured out how to scale up the operation. Okay? We cannot figure out how to scale up the operation. Um, so, again, wedding horror stories, your own, ones you attended, horror stories you created, where you were the perpetrator, again, with, with a five-star review. Don't be coming up in here putting one star and then be like, I got a story. We ain't gonna read it. We ain't gonna see it. You're dead to us. Okay? <laughs> Okay, that's enough. That's enough. We've been talking and talking. We've been yakking and clacking. <laughs> Naomi, who is our guest today? Our guest is the one, the only, the hilarious Atsuko Okatsuka. Honey, y'all know mm-hmm. Atsuko. Y'all know Atsuko. She's been on the show before. She's been on the show. Hyster- hysterical stand-up comedian. All right? You can see her stuff everywhere. Got a special in these streets. But also, most importantly... She is going on tour, honey, the full-grown tour. Go to OtsukoComedy.com. You can see all the dates. She is out here like, I mean, she's all over the country, 
And she's even giving Canada a visit. Okay? It's not struck work. It's you not. Can do stand-up. Stand-up is not struck work. So I have to promote this. So OtsgoComedy.com. She got dates August 2nd through January of next year. So no excuses. You can see Otsko everywhere. But you know what, first? Listen to her here. Roll it. There she is. There Great. she is. Wonderful. Coming to us bright and early. Yes. Now, can uh, I in the afternoon. What are the afternoon? That's bright and early to me. The sun's out. You could be sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now mm-hmm. we're trying to we're we're trying to still wake up, but yes, Naomi, energy. Let's do this. Well, I'm here. I'm present. You know, it's funny. You know, again, when we have someone on who we already know a bit, I, I am inclined to jump right in. You know, really use the medium to ask the hard hitting questions. I've been dying mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are the Cy Hirsch of podcasts. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Milai Massacre uh, reported on. <laughs> Please. Okay. Otsko, how are you doing emotionally today? How am I? What? Sorry, I had all of that. I was doing all <laughs> I of know, that. And I then, know you did. And then it's like you cut out just that one. There was an important word that I missed. And this is so me. <laughs> how are you doing emotionally today? Emotionally. Emotionally. I am I am good. I'm like also stoked to hear that you're also possibly not mourning people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did know that. You've said that, Naomi. But 1 p.m., this is kind of like the first thing I'm doing today, too, besides a haircut that I got. Um, so emotionally, I feel seen. I don't know if that's an emotional adjective. Sure. I think it can be. In 2023, I think feeling seen is, I don't know what it, it actually is. I think it can be kind of a warm feeling. You know, this feeling of being less alone, mm-hmm. being acknowledged, a sense of kinship, if you will. Community. Yes. Yes. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. Of being part of of the mass and not lonely, unlonely. <laughs> so Otsko, here's what I was wondering. So okay, here's where the hard hitting questions start. So like you've joked on stage, you have this bit about how you and your husband, you know, you are a married woman, that you guys are like child best friends. Of course, I've butchered the entire premise, but the idea that you guys hold hands <laughs> and skip to to my Lou. By the way, this show mm-hmm. is like doing panel on Conan or something like that. <laughs> so we're gonna set up. Just so you know, we're going to set up your bits, and then you just have to deliver your bits. No! <laughs> I think it's great. I think as my brain is still waking up, you doing the bit is good. And then I'll react to it and uh, be like, ooh, I, I can't do better on that bit. <laughs> Three sleepy comedians. I know. <laughs> but I, but you, you joke about that. But, you know, you got, it's funny because I think Andy and I are together all the time. I would say you mm-hmm. and your husband are together probably more than me and Andy. And as somebody who did not intend for that to be the case, I guess I'm curious as to like... Weird how these are always your questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I will, I will confirm that we are more together than you two are because I've seen you at comedy shows alone. And people rarely, <laughs> people rarely see me at comedy shows where it's just me, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. exactly. But so I guess I'm wondering, like, was that something you always wanted, you know, as you were dating and looking, you know what I mean? Or like picking a person, you know, or what you were mm-hmm. attracted to. Were you like, yes, I want, I want a plus one. I want my, I want my sexy bestie. <laughs> or is this just how this relationship evolved? It's just how the relationship turned out to be, yeah. Or else I used to do things alone, you know, and I was independent, even while we were together. 
But I think, you know, we started working together. So, you know, and my work is comedy. So then he ends up coming to my shows or, you know, and that's his job. It's not like he's at another job mm -hmm. when I'm at my job. So he likes to come and, you know, what we tour together now. And so sometimes it, it's helpful because he listens to my sets too. And mm -hmm. sometimes he'll be like, hey, um, Oh, oh, you know, this new idea you're thinking of, that kind of goes together with this old other joke that you have. Like, sometimes he'll give thoughts like that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Even when I was a kid, I didn't even really think about getting married even, let alone how we would do it. And definitely not that we would be doing things all the time together. <laughs> what did you think about when you were younger? Like, what was, did you have, because Naomi has said this about me, like, I never had a romantic ideal. I just, I just was like, you know, a woman. <laughs> uh -huh. that's, that's really the only thing that, like, my brain... Straight. Like, <laughs> I'm straight. Yeah, exactly. That's all the brain knew. Yeah, exactly. It was like, there wasn't much else in my brain. But did you have, like, a... But Naomi, did you have a picture of someone that you wanted? Yeah. I mean, I told you. I mean, like, I used to joke about it, but it's true. It's like, he, you know, he'll be tall smart funny he'll have a job where he helps people but he's not poor uh -huh. like he will you know like uh -huh. i had definitely like my idea of what the right person was supposed to be like but i didn't necessarily have it in a specific like package uh -huh. Uh -huh. But, and then i came along and just blew through the doors blew of, through mm -hmm, the doors mm -hmm. eddie of perception yeah uh -huh. so wait so Oscar, <laughs> did you have like a some kind of ideal of what you wanted no, I feel like a lot of my childhood dreams were, I was afraid to dream big, so I wouldn't, you know, hmm. like, even as a job for, for a job, for example, my dream was to work at an ice cream parlor. Yeah. And at age 17, I did. And I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> this is all I really thought of, like thought up for myself. And now I've peaked at 17. I got to dream more. Like dreaming is so scary to me because you can dream anything. It's mm -hmm. like endless, right? And like I, I work well with limits. Because mm. if you give me $2, I know what to do with that. Buy a, a taco and a half, maybe. In this economy, <laughs> maybe one Just one, one taco. taco. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you give me a million dollars, I'm like, oh, a million? Like, I don't, you know, I I guess we start a war or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's when you get wild, right? Like, I think, you know, um, I didn't trust myself to know what I would do with, like, endless dreams. So I wouldn't think of even, like, oh, this was, this would be the ideal partner for me. You know, I would be happy if anyone even had a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was like that. Yeah, that's interesting. For a million dollars, you cannot buy property in Los Angeles, but you can hire mercenaries. That, <laughs> that is true. That is, that is true. You cannot is have that a right? I don't. I don't know how much they go for. But. I, oh, I oh, no, you I could. Just, I, just, I think you could for I a million. I for a million dollars, you can hire some mercenaries. You can get like one to two people killed by someone who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, you could send Chris Hemsworth Ooh. and a couple of his pals into... Georgia. I feel like I don't know if you, you guys... can get a couple. I don't think you can get him in a couple. There's no way. I think you get just Chris Hemsworth, just him, one night only for a million into East Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel but like wait. you guys watch more movies than me. I. It's good. It helps me because <laughs> and definitely and definitely you can't start a war with a million dollars. I don't know what. See, this is. I don't know how much things cost. Okay. 
I bet you could fuck around with someone's foreign policy enough with a million dollars in some way. Oh, you yeah. Could. You could buy a political person, yeah. right? Like, you would barely buy a politician and have them, like, oh. sign off on some things. Yeah. Sure, no, no, Otsuko, sure, this yeah. dream we can make come true for you. <laughs> yeah. what we're trying to do. We're, we're pulling it That's apart. Right. Yes. Or I could run like an internet farm, right? Like the Russian farms or whatever that yes. mess with yeah. elections on Facebook. I could do that with yes. a million. Yeah. With exactly. a cool, cool you mill. Can, a cool you can mill. definitely buy your way into the military industrial complex with a mill. But so you were kind of like the, sorry, I was thinking about this when you were saying like that you achieved your dreams at 17. You're like a high school football player who's, <laughs> who's not going to go on to do anything else. Yeah, I was all I was all Aframan Palmdale, come back to me. You know? It's like that's that was my dream has been taken away, you know. I got here too early. But it's so it's so interesting to hear you say that because I think the personality you convey as a performer, as like a public figure is this like upbeat anything's possible we're having fun a, a touch of childlike wonder just a touch just a touch not divorced mm-hmm. from the reality of being a you know woman in the world like a grown human in the world but i do get a <laughs> sense so the idea i'm very surprised to hear that when you were a kid even that you you dreamt small because i think i dreamt small too it's like i had the big dreams but i was i knew they could never happen do you know what i mean like there yeah. were things i thought and they were i would keep them inside and it was like oh i wish and then i was like but i remember when i was younger Younger, I would say being teens, 20s, where I was like, I'll have kids if my dreams don't work out. That was like mm, literally my wow. thought was like, well, I'll try to have dreams. And then if that doesn't happen, then um, I'll have some kids. And then that way <laughs> I'll have something to show for my life. Yes. <laughs> See, wow. that's why you were already thinking that way. Oh, you're yeah, already yeah, thinking yeah. like a grown person. That's what grown people, no offense, but I've seen it in some girlfriends where they do have a kid because they go, well, this is something for me. This mm. is my thing. These are my know? two and children, Emmy Award and Stand Up. <laughs> Emmy and Oscar. Uh-huh. People Emmy are naming o- kids Emmy and Oscar <laughs> left to right. And it's like, does that make you feel good? By the way, we are trying to two Leslie Naomi into a Emmy nomination for Carol at Mythic Quest. So Yes, yeah, so we have to find some like white allies who want to just like start a whisper campaign where they say, Mythic Quest is mm-hmm. a small show with a big heart. <laughs> and then they say, I should be nominated as a supporting actress. And everyone goes, Oh my oh. gosh, for sure. Yeah, well... You already said it. Um, so wait, so Oscar. that's good. I think we should start the episode with that on loop. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, for 45 minutes and tell people to play this while they're sleeping so that it kind of like just gets into their head. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oops, sorry. Is there a lot of technical weirdness happening on your end from, from me? No, we just heard a okay. buzz when you touch your mic, but that was it. Okay, then I won't, I won't do that. <laughs> but wait, I got to ask. Dreaming small... How, how about in the romance department? Were you dreaming small there? Well, I'm going to piggyback on that because my question is like... were you like, a size queen? What, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> well, did you have like... Because you said you were like, oh, like if someone liked me, cool. But like, did you have crushes and were you actively into people or were or was that not on the radar? I'm thinking of your teens. I'm thinking of your college years, you know. What was it looking like for you? Yeah, yeah, of course I was so horny. We were all <laughs> I wanted I wanted it all. I was feeling feelings for all kinds of people. Um and then, you know, and then I had a 
pretty big failure with like so my first kiss was with a girl um but she it was forced on me and <laughs> um that was fine whatever was like, it because i was like you laughed and i was like should we be laughing yeah was should it, we as the people hearing this well, be laughing was this at a party where like the guys are like kiss 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 no we were kids literally i was like eight years old ah. and we were on the we were on the playground uh-huh. and all these other kids on the playground saw it and they were like, ew, gross, you know? And mm. I didn't want her to feel bad. So I remember looking at the crowd and being like, hey, I liked it, you know? And and then my second kiss was in high school with a guy that I had a crush on um, where we, we, ha- we shared a dance together at homecoming. So I thought, oh, I think we're together. And, <laughs> and then I saw him in the hallways the next day I forced a kiss on him. Oh, no. So it was like full circle. He hated it. Um, and so, you know, but that feeling where other people saw it because it was like in between uh, classes. Yeah, oh, my God. That's very brave. That's very brave, Atsuka, to be out it's here kissing good. in the middle of the day. Oh, my God. I was 15. I was me. I me tooed him. <laughs> it was he he hated it. It was bad. And oh. it was like this. And so I, I think after that, I was like, OK, I don't think I have um the social skills or know how to do this correctly. I don't have people to talk about this with. I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, and my mom and grandma, you know, they've yeah. been celibate and single ever since I've known them. So I didn't know, you know what I mean? And movies weren't teaching us correctly how to right. like go about it. De- <laughs> I think they were kind of, it was kind of me too during that time, you know? Sure, all you have a crush. Moms. Yeah, if you have a crush, you just go for it. And I'm like, I did. And then now Marcus is scared of me, you know? And so is all my classmates. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, So I still kept it pretty, like, chill, you know? And that was teenage years. But Mm -hmm. then I I finally, I I did get a boyfriend when I was 18 or 17-ish, like junior Wait, same time as the ice cream shop? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's all happening. It kind of, it's all happening. You're, I didn't even think about that. How all my, you know, dreams that I knew I had and didn't know I had were coming true. Yeah, that's true. Wow, boys I was at the, really uh, crushing it that year. Yeah, <laughs> the ice cream shop, going to the sock hop. You really are living out like a 1950s fantasy. <laughs> the sock hop. I know the Sadie Hawkins. I asked him out. You know. Um, <laughs> It was on my terms, like Hinge. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? Actually, that opened up something in me because I didn't realize. Like that was the year I got my first job, and it was the ice cream store, and uh, got my first boyfriend. But that was also the year I got my green card, and I was no longer undocumented. And I wonder that did do a lot to my for my confidence, mm-hmm. where I started thinking. Not that I could dream bigger, but kind of where I felt like, um, oh, things aren't so close to me. Maybe I can go to college and stuff, you know, that I couldn't do or drive that I couldn't do when I was undocumented. So, yeah, I didn't think about how maybe that had something to do with that. I mean, that's a huge one. Andy, do you want to pick this up? This feels very much like something you pick up on an episode of Beginnings. (laughs) Being like, okay, let's talk about getting you a green card. Sorry, I was in my head as... Who's the host of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? And I was just thinking, like, green card dreams. <laughs> Caviar wishes and green, green card, card dreams. dreams. 
And I, <laughs> but my his name is not Cloris Leachman, but that's all that's yeah, in my something head. Leech. But I really it's, want us to stay on task, Andrew. I I am. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I didn't watch that. No, maybe if I did, I would have dreamed bigger. It was a show that was on in the '80s. You know, yeah. it's the it's, I, well, I saw oh. it. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and they were basically just like you know, like it was almost like pre cribs where they would show you, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, a famous person's house. I don't know if they were there though. You know what I mean? Like it was almost like B roll of like, look at their pool. Look at Lee Iacocca his mansion yeah and you like would just that. like walk, yes. walk like, you wow. through it um, <laughs> I love shows like that and MTV Cribs too was something I was watching around that time I just did MTV Cribs it feels very full circle Wait, oh my what? god yes I do remember you mentioning this and Wait, I was, what yeah talk to yes. me and this is what again is what makes me so, laugh so much I'm like Otsuko's young and hip okay she's doing Cribs she's on MTV <laughs> Like MTV would literally like be like, ma'am, stop telling teens not to have sex. If I was on, I would not be allowed. I would not be allowed. I'd be telling everyone to read books and I would be telling them to close their legs. Um, and so here you are, Cribs. You fit in with Gen Z. I think Gen Z is getting sex neg. Thank God. I'm finally finding my sex neg people. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's like the generation. That's the hippest. That's in the zeitgeist. <laughs> like, like, yeah, just everyone being like, uh, we're, aren't we all already aren't we overpopulated you know that's the sort of mindset <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but can you tell us about cribs was it pleasant or unpleasant the process it was chaotic because you know i feel like i've been in the industry like one year <laughs> and you're, like, you're talking about like you're talking about like i'm hip and this and that but it's like it took a long time for me to even embrace this part of me and i feel like a part of me being sort of childlike is what helped me be more confident truly it wasn't till like five years ago that i was like you know what i am gonna rock the haircut i've always wanted to go back to which is my childhood haircut of this bowl cut um that you know everyone makes fun of or everyone did make fun of but it's like the true me and wearing the bright colors that i love and the patterns that i love and doing stand-up comedy in a way that i love not trying to sound like some like trying to sound like other people it took a long time like truly like i feel like it's just been in the past five years um but it takes a lot of like embracing and and other people telling you hey like i like you who for who you are Mm -hmm. and so um and so yes so because it's like i just got like i just filmed a special after doing stand-up for 12 years and this and that you know i feel like i have to say yes to everything so when mtv cribs was like hello i was like I was shocked because A, I was like, you're still on the air. Um, and B, I was like, did you run out of people? Like, can a bitch, like, can I get two seconds? Like, just two seconds. Like, but I feel like I have to say yes or else, you know, you know, who knows? I mean, beef, the TV show with Asian Americans, it, it already got canceled because the problematic casting with one of the guys. And, um, you know, it it took 22 years for HBO to have their second Asian American stand-up comedian, you know, uh, with a special. The first one was Margaret Cho, 22 years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I was the second one. <laughs> and in October 2022. <laughs> so, I feel like I have to say yes to these things and not to like make everything like ah, uh, you know, not to make it dark, but like the truth of it is like um, I was stressed, but I was like, I gotta say yes. And then I was like, fuck, we're about to be like the first renters on MTV. <laughs> I was like, we're about to 
I was like, I gotta do that for the people. Like, we're, we're gonna represent, and then, and then we were like, we have to buy furniture. We don't have furniture. We can't look like crackheads. Like we've been just sitting in silence on the ground for years, which is what we have been doing. Because we don't expect people to come here, and we did, we did, we did have furniture. You all have been over yeah. to our place, but like, it's you know very much like our landlords. So we we're like. You know, thinking back to the MTV Cribs we've seen before, like Mariah Carey's episode and Ludacris and <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? The, all those people have like home gyms and home theaters yeah. and like stories about each furniture. This one belonged to my great grandma, who was the prince of Arabia, whatever. We don't have stories like that. You're right. You know, so so we were like, oh, we can't just be like, this one's our landlord's. That's our landlord. <laughs> that's our that's raised too. You know, so we tried to. At least make it look like it's our um, aesthetic. It, it was a lot, is what I'm saying. Like up until yeah. the minute they were filming, when they came, we had not slept in the new bed that we got yet. <laughs> it just came in the night before, and and the microwave is new. So I was, I had to be like, hey, look. To be honest, we we went shopping for this episode, and so a lot of the things I don't know how to use yet. <laughs> Because they were like, they were like, Atsuko, why don't you make a cup of tea or something? And you were like, I don't yeah. know how half of this works. Can we not? Yeah. Can I mime it? <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, totally. But you know, that's I was like, that's um, that's a that's representation too. You know, yes. To uh, to show the pressures of something, having to say yes to things like that, and uh, yeah, and so. That was my MTV Cribs experience. <laughs> I'm just waiting for uh, you to be on an episode of Ridiculousness. <laughs> is that an MTV Ooh, yeah. show? <laughs> yes, it yes. is. But I don't know if it's pranks or not. Wait, I want to go back. Okay, you get your green card. You're working at the ice cream store. You're dating. Coldstone Creamery, shout Cold out. Stone Creamery. Okay, oh, wow. So you're, you're mixing in. You're mixing in. Mixins. All right. All right. Huge, huge. All right. I feel like that's a metaphor for your life at this point. <laughs> Like everything's and being mixed into your into your existence. That's right. Things from the, my past that used to haunt me are coming back to be like, "Hey, do you want to do it? Do you want to?" Or you know, or yeah, things I was afraid of. I was sort of getting right. Yeah. Um, multiple comedians have worked at Coldstone Creamery too. Just a side note. Just a pop up <laughs> video booster. fact. Oh, okay. Joel, yeah, Joel Kim Booster and uh, Brendan Scannell are mm. a couple I can think of right now. Wow, mm. I wonder Who what's going on at Coldstone. Have been on this show before together. Two friends of the show, <laughs> also friends of Coldstone. Is there a little thing on the Coldstone Creamery? You know how, like, on the Wikipedia pages of colleges, they have like notable alumni. I think Coldstone <laughs> Creamery at the bottom has notable alumni. That would be awesome. I mean, I just, I just want to, I just want to like. It's like a graduation, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a very performative job. It makes sense why performers work there. You have to sing if you get a tip, you know? You do? Oh, God, that's right. I yeah. did not know that. That's so embarrassing that's for the customer. So for me as the customer, when that's happened before, I'm but, just like... Uh. But did anyone ever say, like, if I'll give you more tip if you don't sing? Like, I'm going to put yes. another dollar for you to hush. Yes, that happened to me very quick. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was like, thank God, like, because it's so embarrassing. It's like, yeah. I already got the tip. In what world, in what not sick world, do you have to work even more? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. You sing for tips, usually. Right. But you get the tip, and then you have to sing out of thankfulness. Uh. And maybe do a dance. 
And、uh-huh. um, so the interviews are auditions where you do like a dance or a chant or sing. So that's why it's such a performative job. It, they, don't, it, they don't test you on ice cream knowledge. No, it's about. <laughs> How entertaining can you be as you're serving ice cream? Okay. Oh God. God, that's yeah. upsetting. Just pay people a living fucking wage. Just pay. <laughs> Stop it with all these shenanigans, <laughs> companies. Just pay everyone a living fucking wage, okay? Anyway, I sorry. Know. <laughs> sorry. No, I know. One of the songs, one of the things they suggested in the like, work training video was,、um, and I felt so bad for the person in the video because they had to do this, but like, you make your ice cream and then walking to the cash register to ring the person up, you know, every moment is, <laughs> is an opportunity to entertain. You know?、oh. so, so they were like, so maybe sing a little ditty like, walk this way, talk this way. <laughs> Oh, the famous Aerosmith with Run DMC yeah, song. So, they, so they, yeah, things, I remember that part in the video. And then one of my coworkers trying that and me feeling really bad for them <laughs> because the, the customer, like, truly did not care. I think the customer had an aneurysm or something. Like, truly wasn't showing emotion at all <laughs> while my, my coworker did that.、Mm. Yeah, that's the shit we had to go through. That's how you find、wage. out. If the customer's a psychopath or not, if they have like no, if they're just dead eyed while this is happening, no reaction whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least feel、them. bad, at least show empathy. Yes, yes, yes. or cry. Yeah. <laughs> at least cry. Yes. At tear, least show tears. Shed a tear for the worker who must humiliate themselves for <laughs>、yes. a living wage. Atsuko. The, the path to Ryan. I want to know what the romantic Ooh, path wow, to Ryan is. Wow, that's deep.、Was. The romantic path to Ryan. That sounds like a Christian movie. <laughs> yes, yes, the path please. To Ryan. Anything with path, anything with like a general journey <laughs> word. Exactly, exactly. Journey word and then like male name. Yeah, what did you know what just I mean? whisper into your ears on your, on your romantic journey? What's a, what's a what? It's something that. <laughs> Andy said, What did Jesus whisper in your ear on your romantic journey? Oh, it's that mythic quest is up for <laughs> consideration. For Just Naomi. I don't... Please, vote. Please vote Naomi as best supporting actress. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, we, we like the other people on the shore, but this is, we're primarily here for Naomi. I mean, this is,、oh, yeah. this is my platform. This、yeah. is my FYC campaign. No, but I am interested too, Andy. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay, I'll, I'll see that question. I'll raise it. You know, yeah, kind of what was. Where, where did y'all meet? What was the whole con- like, you know, when, when was the you- whole concept? Is that what you're No, to I was going to say context, first of <laughs>、uh-huh. all. Where'd you meet? <laughs> but then also, like, what sort of. My two questions always like, I love the way you meet. But then also, when did you know this was the person you were like, I think you should stay around to spell? Yeah, yeah. We, for us, it happened very quickly. It was through a mutual friend who ended up marrying us. And then ended up actually forgetting to turn in our marriage certificate. That's why, <laughs> right? So、yeah. we've been married six years, but like a month ago, we realized no one had ever turned in that marriage certificate. So we weren't actually married this whole time. You still、so、friends with that friend? <laughs> we are. We are. We love him very much. And, you know, we served a lot of alcohol on the night. And I think he just <laughs> forgot. He just got drunk and he was like, I did my job. It's such a beautiful day, you know? Who、yeah. knows? Maybe he, he lost the paperwork that night at the <laughs> wedding.、Um, but so that friend introduced us,、um, you know, he, he was making a project and I was helping with it and Ryan was acting in it. And、okay. we started bantering and it was just like such a natural. Banter, you know,、um, good sense of humor. And then I saw his empathy for people too. 
just from you know in a work environment it's easy to get a sense of a person a lot right because mm-hmm. like i don't know if you watch love is blind or have we've oh yes we have i watched all of season one and then andy and i started the latest season but then everyone was so annoying i stopped yeah yeah it just yeah i wasn't a huge fan of the latest season either of the people but like you know sure is love is blind blah 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 talking through a wall and i think one of the big things that like they don't acknowledge that doesn't work about this experiment. It's not just the looks part. It's like, it's important to see your potential partner out and about in the world, interacting with waiters, interacting mm-hmm. with how do they treat waiters? What if you get along in the pods and then you get out and they're shitty to janitors and waiters? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to see them out and about in the world. And a workplace is really nice for that because you see how, their work ethic you see how they treat other people like other castmates and um so that that was cool that yeah. that i think just sped up that process mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you gotta yeah. see if they're a bully or not absolutely or you gotta know if they hold the door for an elderly person like the little mm-hmm. things right like it's not even because people always talk about like yeah how do you treat people of lower status but it's more just like how do you move through the world with an awareness of other human beings full stop you know that's right that's right. Anyone can sound real good when you're just in a room with your wine in a pod. <laughs> and a most pod. of them don't even sound real good. It's like, you need to eat a solid food. Do they have water there for you? Like, it's literally just wine and alcohol and, like, no yes. solids. And you're like, I'm worried That's for true. them. That's so true. Yeah. And it's like, so, yeah. So, so that, that, that's, um, so the process was pretty sped up. We were already, like, flirting and then. I asked him to go on a date, and um, I think it was our first date. I saw even more of that, um, but I didn't even know why until later. So the first date, like, we went on, it was at a wine bar, and it was like uh, you sit on the outside. There were patios on the outside, and there was this unhoused person who was sort of, like, scaring people, kind of talking to themselves, and um, Ryan, Ryan at the time was working at a restaurant, too, and he was the manager, so I thought maybe that's how he knew how to handle it. But he was very kind to the person and, you know, like talk to them, acknowledge them in a way that they were like chill, mm-hmm, calm down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then suddenly like, you know, everyone at the restaurant were like, oh, how did he do that? Okay. And, you know, and and I thought that was really cool. And then, you know, come to find out later on, he also has a mom with schizophrenia like me. Because I also, you know, I, I knew... Um, sort of how to handle it too but I hadn't seen a person take the time to do that with someone they've never met before so right. that was really cool you know yeah Actually, and I was like wow tell huh? us how because I don't think we know and there are oh yeah how of, to handle someone in that situation because there are a Any number tips? there are a number of unhoused folks in our neighborhood who are seemingly schizophrenic and we're not like obviously not going to call the cops but we're also not sure how to do anything to help them yeah well i mean it's it's hard unless like you're kind of in the situation and around it so like if they're um so let's say they're in their world about something right something's bothering them and they're like you know yelling arguing with someone in their in their in their mind um i would say like don't make eye contact and become a part of that world because um, you could be one of the enemies, someone that's trying to hurt them. Mm-hmm. That because sometimes there's not an image 
in their head of that person yet. So it's just a voice, right? So if it's like a man yelling at them in their head, suddenly, Andy, they see you and you're that man. So mm. just like don't make eye contact and become a part of that world. Um, but if you're already part of that world, let's say, and they're like looking you in the eyes and you're that person, you know, th- th- then it's harder. But yeah, I w- then you just have to talk to them um, and sort of yes and. But if it's like uh, you're doing me wrong, you just go, hey, hey, I'm not, I'm so sorry, you know, and you know that you feel this way. And then, you know, if there's like, do you need ask about what they might need do you need do you need something do you need water mm. but you know of course you don't want to end up there for hours too so right, it, right, it's, right. it's 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 a it's a it's a tango yeah so it's, say it's a tricky hard. dance it's very much a tricky dance but yeah, yeah. I, but you talk but try like, not to get into their world in the first place yeah ah. if possible interesting but this realization you know you find out we said you found out later kind of on the uh, you know, you had that moment, you see Ryan in this moment, but then you find out later that he is a mom with schizophrenia. Um, you know, you said like yourself. Was that something for you, like your mom and your upbringing, was that something that you kept close and didn't reveal to people until like you knew them really well? Was it something where you were like, yeah, this is the situation? You know what I mean? What was your relationship to that information? Yeah, I didn't. Mm, so I think like I didn't, I didn't really talk about it. Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't talk about it Till later in my life, I I didn't even talk about it in my stand up comedy till like three years ago, um, and because well initially you know in in my family it was very like stigmatized taboo, and at first they didn't even diagnose her they they wouldn't like take her to the psychiatrist they were just like oh she has low blood sugar um, who said they had low blood sugar. <laughs> My grandma. Grandma said it was low blood sugar. Okay, okay. She's hungry, you know. Oh, (laughs) she's acting up again. Oh, she's hungry. She's thirsty. You know, it was always like, you know, there's a lot of cultures that don't believe in mental health, mental illness. And so, you know, they'd rather not put that mark on our family or whatever. So it's like, she's just weird, you know. You know, she's just always been weird. She's a loner. She's a loser. It's her own fault, that kind of thing. And so... I didn't even super know, you know, Mm -hmm. what it was for like a big chunk of my life. And then and then I uh, started studying psychology. And then, you know, uh, I I, that's what I would try to go to school for undergrad. I dropped out a year and a half into it. But I was so curious about what my mom has because, you know, talking to like teachers about it and other, you know, students about it. I was just like, I mean, it's not like a normal thing right for you to like hear voices in your head you know these things would pop up and then I sort of diagnosed her as having schizophrenia and then later on I was able to convince my mom to go to the psychiatrist and they're like yes that is what she has um and then we started trying to figure out pills for it but because it took so long for us to really even get the diagnosis Mm -hmm. and really know what that is and then there was like shame and a fear that other people wouldn't understand because mm. I didn't have friends that had it or talked about it or had parents with it. At least they didn't talk about it either. Yeah. And I wish, you know, maybe if Twitter existed or something earlier, somewhere I could find a community online, then I wouldn't have felt so much like a freak and maybe other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it was wild when someone that I was crushing on hardcore 
was like, hey, my mom has that too. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, we have to get married, right? <laughs> like, what else are we going to do? Like, you're not, you're not leaving me. <laughs> you're not leaving my sight. Like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How fast did that accelerate then from that first meeting on set to getting married? Oh, um, yeah. We got engaged like two years later. Okay. But I I moved in like six months in, pretty okay. fast. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah um, I moved pretty fast for you know, I don't know, straight people in Silver Lake. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. God, that has to be a TV show at some point. <laughs> Just called Amazon straight people Prime. Straight people in Silver Lake. <laughs> oh. That's so funny. I thought that's what um. I thought that's what transparent besides the main character was. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, w- did you have a lot of dating experience leading up to Ryan? Uh, I only have. Um, I've only dated like had three boyfriends total, including mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah. But did you go in? I guess what I'm trying to figure out is that sense of like, as you said, you moved in pretty early, six months in, sort of. It seems like you know having that commonality, and I know you're joking when you're like, "Well, we have to get married," but at the same time, it is a pretty big thing to have in common with somebody that it does kind of feel like you know what you might actually be able to get everything that comes with not just me but my family a hundred percent yeah totally and i wasn't even thinking that you know it just i think it just comes out in your personality and like all the things i was talking about with ryan that i was seeing with how he treats other people Mm -hmm. and thinks about life and values comedy values laughing and you know um looking at the brighter side of things, um, it just comes out naturally, maybe because of the upbringing or part of it because of the upbringing. So, yeah, it was just like a perfect hodgepodge. And and it was just a plus that he knew how to hang out with my mom mm. when, yeah. most people, when most people didn't know, you know? Mm. Yeah, and same yeah, with yeah. me and his mom. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, so It was right. just a plus. Yeah. yeah. Was that your first white boyfriend? No, second. Yeah, my first one was, yeah, Asian. And then, yeah, I only dated three people. But, you know, they were pretty long. Yeah. Long relationships. So, yeah. And, I mean, hookups in between. But, you well, know, sure, what are sure. Those? You said What's you were horny. That? You said you had to get some. <laughs> so, I know. You got to have some hookups in there. But, um, now, through yeah, all, yeah. Through all <laughs> of this. Here's what you say. Thank you for remembering. It's like, <laughs> it's like hearing a grandmother say it. <laughs> I just, I think it's just such a weird word. I don't like it. Is, it is. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't want to say it like just horny like that. Like exactly. that. That sounds like so gross. You gotta. Exactly. You gotta like be embarrassed about saying it. Thank you. You understand. You're horny. <laughs> you know. You said you're horny. Is like there a that, better? Like, can we say? Can we come up with a better word? Charged something. Charged. No. That None of it feels dangerous. right. She's like you. You had what is it? Like you just had those feels, or none of it feels right because mm. it's like we're all tiptoeing around the, the thing. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Filled with orgone. Ew, that's the worst I've ever heard. But now, Oscar, <laughs> what is? Are you in therapy um, now, or have you been? Because as you said, you know, growing up, <laughs> are, are you now, or have you ever been <laughs> in therapy? I do want to know. You, that should be my first question. To every person, quite honestly. Yeah. Would you be able to guess? Like, <laughs> I'm so curious what people think. What I do you think? I really, I, I really don't know. You know. We only have like casual conversations at parties, so I'm like not 100 percent sure. I would say that you have been in therapy, Naomi. I honestly don't know. 
I don't like. I truly couldn't put. A, I couldn't put. A, I, I say I don't know. Could be. Could have had some therapy. Could have not. I say you have. No, for sure. Wait, I think I have to let Ryan in the house really quick. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. He just pressed the. He just pressed the the doorbell like twenty times in a row. Oh no! Yeah, get him! Get him! Hold on. Let me just make sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. He might have locked himself out. You actually should not edit any of this out. This should happen. This should stay in. Is that? Let's go. I had to go to the door. And then I was able to see her top in its full form as she exited. Uh-huh. I like Ryan's art in the background. Absolutely. I mean, MTV MTV Cribs should be so lucky. I can't wait. I will watch an episode where someone's on Cribs being like, "I bought all this for this." Yeah, <laughs> like it's like renter representation. Hey, MTV Cribs, if you're listening, we are. As long as you're COVID conscious, we are opening our home to you. No, because these then are we... our, these are our ten air purifiers. <laughs> These are air Sorry purifiers. about that. Oh, no, no. That's okay. We were inviting MTV Cribs to come to our place to see our 30 air purifiers. Yes. Wait, hold on. And that's those are balloons from, does this say anniversary? Yeah, not mine. It has nothing to do with this. This is weird. We're, we're going to skate past the balloons because to explain why they are there is too much. No, I get it. Yeah, because it's a ton of balloons. So, yeah, there's a whole, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like, wow, like a celebration for sure of some somebody's anniversary but not yours not ours. no worries so, <laughs> no, no that's so sweet that's so sweet you think that i have been to therapy and i have um for me i haven't figured out a way to make it work or like i don't i don't know if i'm doing it wrong kind of like uh meditating because you know everyone's also like do meditation sure, so i'm not in therapy mm-hmm. yeah i'm not in therapy currently but have you ever been yes she said it. i have been oh i missed I have, that part Oh lord! No, no, no! I have been, I have been, but I don't know. And I think maybe it was helpful, but it had. There was like a tragic thing that I had to work through, or like I was trying to figure out how, like, breaking up with my boyfriend at that time. And um, but just to go when there's not a goal Mm -hmm. is hard for me. It's hard for me because I'm. I would be confused about what to even talk about. I see. You just yeah, talk yeah. about what's going on. Is that messed up? No, it's not messed up. It's also like, I no. don't know, that could be you too, where you just feel like, you know, if you're going to put that time and money into talking to a person, you sort of want it, you want to feel like there's an end, like not end meaning it's over, but like there's an end result. You're like, if we're doing, right. this, we're doing this with a focus, we're not just doing this. You're a goal oriented gal. Goal oriented yeah. gal. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to just be like, oh, here's money. And I just talked about this week. Yeah, that, yeah. I, maybe I still have that like immigrant mentality. I don't know where I'm like, if there's money involved, we're gonna have to we're solving something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I've been talking lately about just the onset of dystopia. And I don't know if it's a waste of money or not. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's emotionally affecting me. So but, are you, but do you feel that when you're done talking about it, do you feel like it's helping? Is there like a little release valve there, a little pressure release? There is. I've always said this, that like if I'm ever just complaining about showbiz shit, that we're done with therapy. That that is mm. just the, that is my, I'm like, we're, we talk about how to deal with uh, the world being the way it is, how to do, like how am I, what am I actually supposed to do? And how am I supposed mm-hmm. to deal with that? We talk about mm-hmm. like dealing with my parents, things like that. Dealing with mm-hmm. your depressed wife. Dealing with my depressed wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to talk to someone about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta uh-huh. get some answers. Those things, those things feel like, um, thing, yeah, very helpful to talk about. Yeah. 
And I do some EM, like, I don't have any, like, real trauma, but, like, I do have, like, mini traumas. So. <laughs> yes, you have to say the phrase mini traumas the way someone has to Just say horny, horny. <laughs> <laughs> mini trauma. Horny for mini traumas. <laughs> so I, we, we were doing EMDR for a little while, and I think that is helpful. That's probably helpful for, for people that have, like, real PTSD. I mean, as for me, too, but I'm yeah. saying that, like, it is more of a tool for if you have actual... Not that mine. Can you tell me what what's EMDR? It's this tapping, or you do eye movements, uh, and you basically have to recall the source of whatever the trauma is, or the mini trauma, and mm-hmm. you kind of talk through it, and you're doing this tapping, and it's supposed to activate the memory centers in your brain, and you're basically kind of rewriting the memory so that it's not so present when the oh, stuff comes up. So it doesn't trigger the... Whatever that feeling yeah, is. Yeah, that fight response or flight response. You know, whatever whatever the kind of negative right. bodily emotional reaction is to it. It worked for me, but then again, my it's not such a deep problem. Like, my problems are not that deep. So, But it's effective for all sorts. But the fact yeah. is, Andy, speaking of what's effective for all sorts, it is three sleepy comedians <laughs> helping people get their life right. And Atsuka, we got to answer some people's questions. Yeah. Okay? Why yeah, let's a- do it. Let's do it. Quick break. And when we get back, we're going to answer your questions. 
Can you imagine that? Like I'm screaming at you afterwards. Like, well, yeah, I could imagine it. I mean, it, well, not, not, mean, not, no, no, not that you've that. done it, but like my, I mean, I'm like, that's like kind of what happens in my head. Like Andy's oh. silence is him yelling at me, if that makes mm. sense. I'd be like, well, I'm sorry, that's 50% deep. funnier. That's really deep. Yeah. Silence. Silence is scarier. Silence it, is always scarier, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, that's why when like parents like they say when when there's silence in the house suddenly they freak out. Oh my god, something happened to my kid. You know, yeah. It's in the chaos that they know. Even if the kids are fighting, they know uh, everything's normal. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. See that that's that needs to be therapized out of us all. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, the you know us three childless. Perfect human being. <laughs> <laughs> so we get questions from all over Otsuka. We get questions from Twitter and Instagram, Gmail, voicemails, of course, our favorite. I say this every time. Naomi, what is that number to call in? 323-524-7839. Remember, there's a three-minute limit, so you better come in concise and to the point. Three-minute limit. All right. You mm. know what? Let's mm. do this dating one. Why not? Okay. Hello. So I just called in first think you're fabulous love all the guests it's wonderful um i have a philosophical dating question i am a single queer mama um that is trying to date again and i'm wondering how much information you really need to give people you're dating initially like the first bit while you're getting to know them um and the reason i ask that is because i have a kid and i also have Lyme disease, which is a complicated illness. And um, what I have found so far is that I, first, I only have my kid half the time. So they're half the time with just me and then half the time with my kid when we are together. And I found that sometimes people want to be with me because they like want to be in a family or they want to rescue me. Oh. And that's not really the vibe I'm going for. And then the other part of it is if I tell them I have Lyme too quickly, and sometimes I feel like they just, like, want to take care of someone, and I'm pretty self-sufficient on that front. And I also don't want to be treated like a sick person. So, um, because that's not really how I feel about myself, and I'd really love to meet a partner that genuinely wants to be with me but also likes to be around my kid when they're there. And so I'm just wondering what you guys think about how to approach a dating profile and um, what you would say. So that's my question. I don't. Um, my friends don't seem to have good answers and it's going terribly because I'm also queer and it just makes things complicated. So I use she, her pronouns and you guys are fabulous. I love you so. Okay. So dating Ooh, that's... all these sickos, these Munchausen <laughs> sickos <laughs> who want to take care of a sick person. Um, interesting. Otsko. Now, the universe spoke through me again. This mm -hmm. I picked at random mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like when you were dating, how often did you have to hide about your mom's illness? Or anything else? Because you said, if you said you weren't really talking about it, you know, I guess how open of a book are you or were you when you were out in these streets? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, it's, it's a little different because like it's, you know, Lyme disease is something she has, opposed to like right. her parents or something. Um, 
so I, I probably had a, I had an easier time out in the streets, sure. <laughs> you know, because it's like you were getting to know me. And then if we're getting really along, and maybe it's time to meet the parents, then I'll tell you. But you know, you don't have to. You're not falling in love with my mom, so I had an easier time. I think you know figuring that out. Um, and then having a kid too. Um, yeah. I feel like, unfortunately, it's just this thing with something that you have, and it's a big part of your life. You just kind of have to like put it on the profiles, and then you just have to weed out the people that you know with their messages, right? That say like, "Hey, I can't wait to be your nurse or whatever." <laughs> whatever. The I want to be line your is. nurse and your child's parent. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, because it's you, it's okay. I think it's okay to just. Be an open book about it, and you just have to weed out the weirdos and the people who are using it as a kink. See, I, it's so I think having a child is something you can put on. You should put on the profile because I know that mm-hmm. a lot of people can feel some kind of way, right? You want the person who's like, "Ew, no kids." You want them to not even contact you. Like you don't want to deal with that. So part of me yes. is like, put that out there quick and just let them know. And you want, and then use, and then you want the sieve to be filtering out the people who are like i want to take care of you and your kid kind of because i think the i think the limes of it all especially because what you said you were like i don't want to be treated like a sick person and i have this you know i have you know it's a complicated illness certainly but i think that especially because you're saying like you don't want to be identified by this disease i think that's something that you um don't talk about with somebody until you need to you know, if, if, for instance, you have to cancel a date last minute or, you know, you're not feeling well when you meet up or you're, you know, you have a flare up, you know, something that you can then say, hey, and this is why, Ooh. as opposed to, as you said, because mm. like you don't, you, because, because I think if you put it up front, because this is what's so annoying about dating profiles, right? You obviously want to like put out what you're looking for and who you are, but we're all so much more complicated than a bunch of headlines and words, right? So I think mm-hmm. if you say I have I have this disease and someone sees it and goes, okay, well if well if they're telling if she's telling me about this, then this must be a big deal with a capital B and a capital D and you know, if you're set talking about it before we've even gotten to know each other. Whereas I think I think something like obviously like, hey, you know, I share custody, I have a child, you know, that is, you know, intrinsic to who you are and how you live your life and you know, being a parent is part of your identity in that way. Whereas I don't you know, again, because you said I don't want to be treated like a sick person, I'm not looking to be saved, then I don't think that, you know, the limes is the thing that someone needs to know about right off the bat. Mm. I just don't think, you know, I think you can, you know, obviously, unless you're like in it, in a specific, like in it, meaning like, you know, going through like, oh, yeah, I just saw a bunch of doctors today because there aren't doctors assholes, like whatever you want to talk about on a date. But like, I think mm-hmm. that's something you don't have to reveal. Yeah, I went and saw a bunch of doctors today. Aren't doctors assholes? Well, that's just I, I can see. Like again, I'm trying to like, how does this stuff come up? I like how do you that. start to have the conversations? Like you know, I think it all depends on the context and where you're at. And like I'm assuming if you're going on the dates, especially those early dates, you know, we're all trying to be on our best behavior and be cute. You're probably feeling relatively like good health wise. Like when you choose to go on these dates, you're not like you know when you don't feel good. You're like I'm gonna stay in the house and rest. I say wear a low cut T-shirt that says I got limes on it. Andrew. <laughs> these people come to us because they want professional well, advice <laughs> Osco gave a great answer mm. put it mm-hmm. all out there you said oh just put out there your parent 
yeah. Those are two great answers. That doesn't leave me a lot of room to. I say don't put anything. I don't say. I say be as oblique as possible. <laughs> put a picture up there. We okay. Just... Don't even just just a black square and say deal with it. It says deal with it, <laughs> and then some likes. I love opera, and uh, and love is blind. Okay, those are the two things you're gonna know about me. And we're doing love is blind here because I'm just putting up a black square. Okay, and yes, I support BLM. Okay, I think we have three good options. I think we've given three good options. No, actually, I say put it. I we're put just a- all trying to sound different. We're like as long as we don't give the same advice. That's what we're doing here. Professionals. I say not just put it all, but literally put up paragraphs and paragraphs about your life that that detail no. everything about yourself. Not- I one time did this. This was a oh, mistake. No. Don't actually do that because I, I don't think it was great. But I, when Facebook first started, I put up the most honest, and this is pre-therapy Andy. So I put up the most honest kind of like look at all my neuroses and anxieties in the about me section of Facebook. Oh my God. I was up for a couple months and I'm like, this is embarrassing. (laughs) 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 So this is like what the early 2000s, somewhere around there. Yeah. Mid. Yeah. 2004, 2005. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, um, so don't do that, but maybe maybe do put some like fun stuff. So say, so say, here's the stuff about me. And also I am a clown and I'm literally like I, you know, I went to study in, in Venice with Mm -hmm. the top clowners. Yeah. 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 Sure. Commedia dell'arte, if you will. (laughs) Exactly. Why not? Why not? I feel like if you did that, that would be the thing. I'd be like, please don't say that part. (laughs) I'd be like, like if you are a clown that studied in Venice, I would. That's the thing I would say. Massage gently into the relationship. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, put something. Maybe that's it. Camouflage it. So put something that's crazier, quote unquote, crazier than like having a kid. That's not crazy. <laughs> right. But like, put something that like that takes the focus off of the thing that you want in there, but maybe don't really want to attract. Like you don't want to attract like the creeps that are just like I'm gonna be your parent. Like you don't want to attract those people. So put something in that is a little more like eye catching. And then you'll catch those people. Like if you're a potter, you're like, you know, I make ceramics, something like that. Right, 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 right. So the, th- so yes, leading with the other things that are fun for you. I think it's also like to be as like parent to a kid, you know, with shared custody, you know, not looking for a backup dad or whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, you I don't need, little I don't, jokes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need anyone to step up. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, don't worry. You're not being mm-hmm. called to serve right now. Okay. So could yes. you just, yes. <laughs> so it's like one of those, you know, put those in there. I think and that'll be a good way to weed out people. And then, you know, with the messages, you know, yeah. you don't want to spend all your time messaging, meaning just literally the time in your day. I don't mean the time until going in person, but you use, as Atsuko said, it's like you use the messages to find out like who who's nefarious, who's well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. make the weeding out a fun thing for you. Like maybe do it with a friend or something like that. Oh, there's nothing funner. Honestly, Andy will do it for you. Andy loves to go through somebody's um, Tinder, <laughs> Bumble Hinge. He will just write you off if you're in a stupid hat. And is out here. He will make the harsh calls. He'll make the harsh calls. Can that be a prize someday for for like a couples therapy contest where we will zoom with you and swipe for you on yes, your absolutely on your app? That would be fun for both That's of us. That's great. I love that. That would be good. That would be really good. What are you feeling, Andy? 
I'm feeling pretty good. Osco, how do you feel now? Where are you at? Where are you at emotionally at the end of it? Now that our, our hour is concluded, where are you? I feel good. <laughs> Still I sleepy? I feel great. Sorry. No, y'all, you, sorry, y'all were um, freezing once in a while. So if I look like I'm just um, catching up, it's because that's what's happening. <laughs> but it, did you hear me just now? Yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yes, so Sorry. It's so frightening. Good. It's so frightening. I mean, to to feel like I am alone. And like in the beginning, I was trying not to be alone. And I was saying I felt seen because you're here. And that was my emotional state. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, maybe it's gotten worse because now, you know, Zoom has reminded me that, um, you know, you can't rely on technology. How am I feeling emotionally? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think... You know, I, I feel good that we got to, like, listen to someone else's, like, you know, thoughts and experience about where they're at in dating. And, um, you know, I love talking to you all. So I feel good. But I did get anxiety from thinking that it was my internet that was bad, um, just to be honest. And that's a terrible way to end this. So we'll have to figure out uh, Ryan is in here trying to help me get out of this anxiety attack I'm going through yeah can you help it was the time of my life (laughs) there you go hi Ryan or I could have said that we've never we've we've never been to couples therapy but could all of could all of our couples therapy sessions be led by such beautiful people Oh wow! See, oh, he's oh, he's better at charmer. things. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, you're a charmer. We've been talking about you, and then you really came in and gave us a nice little tidbit. The listeners are gonna love that. <laughs> mm, mm. Full, I'm I'm full hype energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like little John. He's my little John. <laughs> anyway, that's what I meant to say. And I'm Naomi's doctor, John. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, this has been a perfect afternoon. Otsko and Ryan. Otsko. Ryan. Ryan. Thank, you so <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you all next time. Of course. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts.